Welcome to the Why Your Bank Sucks podcast. My name is James Bach, and I'm here to tell you why your bank does, in fact, suck very much. As of right now, 1,821 amazing followers at Bank Better Guy. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. Um, it's been kind of an interesting week trying to get back into the flow of things after two consecutive weeks with federal holidays. It's always hard to get back into the banking world. I think my mindset was still on the holidays, as were a lot of people, because Twitter has actually been kind of slow when it comes to bank complaints. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not there. It just means that people are sidetracked with the holidays and not having the kids in school and everything. So it's really not on the forefront. Last year, I was really sick for about three weeks. I didn't get a chance to experience the new year turning uh, with uh, big banking and how they're impacting their customers. But this year, I'm here, and I see that it's there. Um, I'm trying to keep people entertained and engaged with what's going on. Now, today's podcast is going to be a single topic. Um, I'm going to have an announcement of what I heard through the grapevine at Bank of America in regards to um, check holds on on the next podcast. But I really wanted to dedicate this podcast to something that I have been working with, working on for about seven months now. And finally, just finally, it came to the forefront with... um, a new story on KMOV, which is a CBS affiliate in St. Louis, Missouri, where um, there's a deep, dark secret with Bank of America, and I, I, I'm i not going to sugarcoat it. It's something that I'm uncomfortable talking about, uh, you know, to the masses because, um, you know, racism and discrimination, it's not my strong suit. It, it really isn't. I, I, As a Hispanic man, I've been lucky. I've never really dealt with overt racism. I live in a state where... You know, Hispanic people are the majority, so I'm I'm used to seeing people, you know, with who look like me in the area around me. So it's very rare that I ever see discrimination based on the fact that someone was Hispanic. Well, um, for two communities in the United States that I know of for sure, because I have followers and I have people complaining to me, yours truly about this. Um, in African American communities, I am flabbergasted by what Bank of America is doing because it, it does two things. It actually impacts the way people bank, the way that Bank of America wants you to bank. And number two, it um, kind of perpetuates a stereotype that's there with certain neighborhoods. Now, I've never been to the two neighborhoods I'm going to discuss um, on the next segment here, but I'm familiar with them. I'm familiar enough with them to know the demographics of it, and the fact of the matter is when everyone's talking on Twitter and Facebook about what I've been talking about for several months, it really hits close to home. So after this brief promotional consideration, I'm going to talk about this ATM debacle that Bank of America um, doesn't realize that they got themselves into. And if anything, with this project, the Notorious Better Banking Guy, Wire Bank Sucks, I aim to change this. I aim to actually work hard to make sure the Bank of America is exposed on this. Now, I'm not going to be nice about it. I'm not going to be neutral about this. This is racism going on with Bank of America, and I'm going to tell you exactly why right after this. Why are Bank Sucks listeners? This is James, the Notorious Better Banking Guy, inviting you to join us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash notoriousbanker. For as little as $1 a month, you can support this podcast and my other podcast, The Notorious Better Banking Guy. $2 a month will get you bonus podcasts created exclusively for Patreon and a shout out as a contributor on my podcast. I have dedicated the last 15 years of my life into bettering the financial lives of others, and with a small contribution on Patreon, you can help me better the lives of you and countless others. The Notorious Better Banking Guy fights for you in the banking world and fights even harder to keep you financially awesome. With vigilante customer service, helpful tips on how to save better and spend wisely, and much, much more. Other benefits are available at higher levels, but I ask that you contribute to Patreon today to support the fiercest financial advice out there. Bank like a badass and support the Notorious Banker Guy on Patreon today. Once again, that's patreon.com slash notoriousbanker. See you there. All right, we're back. So, you know, I've been talking about this for a year now. You know, Why Your Bank Sucks This Podcast. It's something that I started because I wanted to give people a voice. People who, you know, don't normally have a voice, don't know how to speak to a company like Bank of America um, correctly. And when I say correctly, meaning that it makes a meaningful impact. I mean, you could say that the bank sucks all you want, and they really don't care. They don't pay attention to you. They barely pay attention to me. 
But it's not about just saying that they suck. It's about pointing out why. Now, there are things that I, I talk about with followers that are superficial. Yes, being in a long line is horrible. The fact that they have one or two tellers is horrible. You know, those are those are first world problems. You know, there, there are people who wait four hours for a ride at Disneyland. There are people who wait three hours outside in the cold, you know, before Black Friday sales. So, you know, people choose how they want to bank. Bank of America is basically trying to say, hey, don't choose this way, choose another way, which is a whole other story. If you want to stand in the line, then you have a right to stand in the line. The bank can convince you otherwise, but if you want to stand there, it's your right to. But unfortunately, that means that with Bank of America, for instance, you're going to probably wait at least 15 minutes, maybe up to an hour in some locations. Like I said, those are superficial problems. Those are things that we talk about a lot. But those are breaking points for a lot of people when they decide you know, where they want to bank. Um, but I do know that my project and my podcast, who you know, we get a lot of plays. We get a lot of people listening. I get a lot of people who DM me who aren't even followers and say, I listen to your podcast. And you know, it's brutal. I can't believe the world that, you know, that kind of facilitates a company doing this to customers. And I agree with you. And I think a lot of people are afraid to kind of just, you know, put themselves out there and speak their mind for fear of retribution. Me, I don't care. What's Bank of America going to do? Make me even poorer than I am? You know, I, I it, it, it makes me laugh because I, I am the antithesis of what they usually deal with with separated associates. I don't care if I ever make $40,000 a year again because I think it's really important to have the discussion with people like me or less who do, who don't make a lot of money to understand that you know the bank isn't your friend if you're getting charged a fee there's a reason for that and it's it's a nefarious reason so there's all these things that we talk about that are just brutal and I and I and I don't wish them upon my worst enemy but these are things that I have to talk about we have to deal with and it stresses me out it's a stressful um, pursuit that I decided to do. Don't get me wrong. I, I have fun helping people, but the the things that I hear that Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and all these banks are doing is just gross. Um, one of the grossest things that I've dealt with in the last year was something that I didn't really focus on at first because I, I had heard it kind of offhand with um, some people in South Central Los Angeles, particularly the Crenshaw neighborhood in L.A., now, I don't know anything about L.A. I don't know anything about California in general. I've been a couple of times. I've never been to the big city. I I know what I know through, you know, pop culture and social media and whatnot. So the Crenshaw District, that's where, you know, Ice Cube is from, the rapper and the actor. Um, Ice-T is from there. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, the late rapper who um, was murdered in South Central L.A. in the Crenshaw area last year, is from that particular area. And it's sad, you know, he got gunned down in his own area, you know, in the middle of the day, Sunday, and it's it sucks, it's sad, you know, and he made a small business in his area because he wanted to give back to his community. How do I tie this all back to Bank of America? Well, Bank of America in the Crenshaw area is pretty prominent. I mean, they're prominent in California. I believe they have a thousand locations in the state of California. They're all over. That's where... Bank of America originated from. You know, everyone talks about Charlotte, North Carolina is where Bank of America is from. No, they're from San Francisco, and they made their footprint in California. So, you know, Bank of America has roots that go really, really deep there. So, starting in March and April, when I started to get on track with the podcast and started getting on track with talking to people, I noticed some um, complaints about having to drive 20, 30 miles within Los Angeles proper to make a deposit at an ATM. And I didn't really think anything of it, you know, machines go out of service, they break. You know, sometimes I do feel I've had this conspiracy theory that some ATMs are turned off on purpose during peak periods to get you to go into the branch. So I've had these thoughts before. These aren't new to me. But whenever you see certain people talk about that it's for nefarious purposes, well, then I, I want to listen some more. So there is a Bank of America branch on 29th and Crenshaw. And there was a couple of people who discussed this with me while I was um, kind of writing my book, writing a chapter about how I feel Bank of America handles certain things and how I feel that certain things can be perceived as, you know, racist, for instance. And, you know, I wasn't going to make a huge deal about it until I started to get a flow of people in uh, South Central LA basically on talking about 
hey, the ATMs are down and I can't make a deposit. What the hell? What am I supposed to do? Why doesn't Bank of America want uh, me to deposit money? Why doesn't Bank of America want me to take out money? And, um, you know, people say people had this thought and they had this conversation with uh, the associates who actually worked in South Central LA and they said that they closed them down at night for security purposes. Now, when I hear something like that, it it rubs me the wrong way for this very reason. The whole idea of a bank is uh, a security risk. Do you know what I mean? The, the fact of the matter is banks get robbed. And banks don't get robbed late at night in, in the hood. I'll just say it that way. You know why? Because the bank is closed in the hood late at night. The actual branch bank closes at 4 or 5 o'clock. So when the sun goes down, it's already freaking closed. And there's not going to be anyone... There's not going to be anyone walking into a bank saying, hey, give me all your money. There's no one there to give the money and there's no way to get into the bank. And, you know, once that vault is closed, you're not opening it up because it's on a time lock or whatever. So, you know, the whole idea of a bank is a security risk. So whenever someone said, well, they're closing down the ATMs for security purposes, you know, is someone going to, you know, pull out the ATM? Are they going to, you know, put an anchor on it and just try to rip it out of the wall or something i mean yeah i guess it can be done but how often is something like that going to happen it's not going to happen very freaking often so i guess they assume that it's going to be for you know customers so customers don't get mugged whenever they're taking money out or putting money in well that's all well and good and warm and toasty and everything but here's the thing the idea that bank of america sells saying hey um, we want you to bank on your own time, man. I used to say this, okay? I say, Mr. Customer, you know, bank on your own time. You know, your time is valuable to you and valuable to us. So I know that there's a long line here, but you're more than welcome to use our ATMs to make your deposit. Um, it's actually more efficient. You don't actually need a deposit slip. You deposit your check in cash and you get a receipt. And if it's cash, it's available immediately with checks. It does take until the end of the business day. But you don't have to worry about these long lines ever again. Come at night. I know you work until 7 o'clock at night usually. You know, come after you get out of work and, you know, make your deposit and then you're home. I sold Bank of America's way of thinking for such a long time. I believed it. I really believed it. You know, as funny as I I <laughs> make it seem with ATM deposits, I actually like the idea of it for a lot of my customers who I was really close to. It, it's amazing that whole, you know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man a fish, he eats forever. Um, teaching a person how to fish was really cool at Bank of America. I remember showing some of my old-timey customers, really old old people who just were afraid of technology, and I showed them how easy it was to put cash in their account and get the receipt. And I was like, hey, look, sir, the money's already in there. And their eyes light up. They're like, oh, my God, I solved a life problem. I solved a life problem. And it, it, it was really cool. I will not I will not lie about that. It It, it was really awesome. And, you know, you see instances where people just exclusively go to the ATM. You know, Bank of America had an e-banking checking account where it was ATM only to avoid a fee. You couldn't walk into a branch. As long as you used the ATM and didn't bug them, they waived the fee. So, you know, I was really focused on showing people how to deposit at the ATM, mainly because, guess what, we got bonuses as managers for lessening the load of um, walk-in transactions, which is... It's horrible. It's unethical, and you know we profited off of that. And it's just, it's just wrong. It's just absolutely wrong. But when I started to hear rumblings of, hey, in Crenshaw they're closing um, the ATM for security purposes, I was so pissed off. And I'm like, well, okay, so you're closing it for security purposes. You're basically eliminating, you know, half your clientele because in a place like Crenshaw, LA. You know, yeah, there's a lot of small business owners. There's a lot of people who are there at their business from 7 to 5 or 7 to 6. Or maybe they're they're running a restaurant and it's, you know, 8 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. They don't have a chance to just go to the bank. And then if they want to make a deposit or if they want to get money out for anything else that they want at 10 o'clock at night and you're telling them that the ATM is closed, well... That's that's wrong. You're basically holding the money from them and you're causing them to make a decision that you rail against. You know, if they go, well, man, Bank of America's ATMs are down again. I'm just going to go to the Albertsons grocery store across the street, use their ATM. It's a 350 fee, but, you know, I need to get this $100 out. And then Albertsons charges you a 350 fee and then Bank of America charges you a $2 out-of-network fee. 
So you're paying five fifty for your hundred dollars because Bank of America decided to turn the ATMs off. So you know things like that really do impact it. But in a, in a place like you know Crenshaw, LA, where there's a lot of lower to middle income people, what do you know about lower to middle income people um, across the country? A lot of them work crappy hours. I always said the 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. banking day is the worst thing for the average Joe because the average Joe typically works throughout the course of the day like that, whether you're in retail, whether you work in a doctor's office as like a receptionist or something. Your hours are pretty much set to where you can't go into the bank. So certain people who aren't well off, who aren't retired, who don't have the ability to say, hey, you know, I own my own business, so I'm going to take the day off so I can do some banking and do this and that. They don't have the luxury of something like that. They don't. So people are not able to go to the bank. I've had people who have come in, you know, during the summertime of like, you know, like June or July when the kids are out of school saying, I've been wanting to do this for a year, but the kids were in school and I have to work and then I have to pick up the kids from school. I just don't have time to come to the bank. There's people who want a bank that just can't make it in but once a year if at if ever so whenever the atms you know were shut down i believe it's at 7 p.m in crenshaw and i have a photo of the bank of america on crenshaw on 29th it's you know it's an it's a city street you know it's on the corner bank of america's atms are on the corner across the street's a shopping center there's a lot of cars a lot of traffic so if crime's gonna happen there guess what it's gonna happen anywhere to me, you know, crime is omnipresent. Crime is kind of a, it's kind of an, an opportunity. Do you know what I mean? It's not like there's going to be muggers that are just going to be, you know, chilling out, you know, behind the Bank of America ATM just waiting for a random person to rob. You know, if they want to rob someone, they're going to rob them. They're not going to stake it out. You know, they're going to they're going to be there, and they're, it's a crime of opportunity. They're going to pounce and they're going to steal that money. Have I had someone rob a customer in my bank? Um, yes, but guess when it was? It was during the day. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. And it wasn't necessarily a robbery. It was more of a give me money and I'll leave you alone type of homeless interaction. And did we close the ATMs? No, because th there was no need to. So Bank of America is stating that it's for security purposes. But whose security? The money security? The customer security? Are you really, are you really that hell-bent on saying, hey, customers... We want to protect you, and on the off chance that you might get robbed at our ATM, we're not going to let you come here. Well, guess what? They can get robbed at another freaking ATM. How many ATMs literally are there in this country? Millions? Bank of America has 14,000. Chase has 16,000. You know, all point ATMs, which is Capital One, and they're in Target stores, CVS, and Walgreens, they have 60,000 ATMs. So Bank of America basically saying, oh yeah, we're doing it for your security. The only way that security kind of is the legitimate reason if all of them are shut down. So you're basically saying, hey, Wells Fargo, you're open up 24 hours at the ATM, so you don't care about your, your customer security. That's a bunch of crap. This is what I think about what's going on, especially in, in South Central LA. And I'll, and I'll talk about the other city in just a second because they had a new story. So what goes on, you know, Crenshaw on 29th is basically, it's kind of it's kind of starving people out of their bank accounts. It's basically saying, um, we want you to quit us. Now, I've never worked a menial job like uh, McDonald's or Burger King. I've had a younger brother work at McDonald's. I've had a younger sister work at McDonald's, you know, as they were growing up. So I'm, I'm familiar with um, the politics of fast food um employees and whatnot based on the conversations I've had with them. And this is this is what Bank of America is doing. So let's just say you go to McDonald's, you work at McDonald's, and you know, you're a model employee, you work 40 hours a week, you work, you know, overnight shifts, morning shifts, and and you do a good job. But you are short about $25 from your cash register. And you were combative about it, and they didn't really, you know, they weren't, you weren't really helpful with trying to figure out what happened to that. And then you got in a fight with the, the chef in the back over uh, the way that they were talking to you. And you, you just become kind of a nuisance to that, that restaurant manager. So, you know, some people just say you're fired, get the hell out of here. But some of the ways that they kind of get you to quit, that way they don't have to, you know, pay you unemployment, for instance is basically make your life freaking hard to just leave. 
this is to where you have to leave. So if they know that you're a single mom, if they know that you really need the money, then they're going to say, oh yeah, we updated the schedule and um, here are the shifts. And all of a sudden your primo shifts, the ones that got you 40 hours a week are given to someone else. And you basically work one shift and that's Saturday overnights. You work from 11 p.m. till Sunday morning at 7 a.m. And you're like, that's all you're going to give me? Yeah, that's all we had this week. Sorry about that. We only have eight hours for you. And then you have to make a decision. It's like, do I want to work here still? Because I went from 40 hours a week to eight hours a week. And I need to pay the bills. I need to pay rent. I need to buy formula for my baby. Those people quit. And they, they move on. They go to Burger King or they go to Wendy's or whatever. And it's all because of the politics of the, the restaurant manager. And I've, I've talked to restaurant managers working at Bank of America, Burger King, and Taco Bell and whatnot. They're... They're brutal like that, and they're nice people, but they are ruthless when it comes to their employees. So this is what I think is happening with the customers who use the ATMs at night at Bank of America. Bank of America is kind of pushing the way of saying, hey, alternative ways of banking. There's only one teller here in the lobby, so we want you to go to the ATM. That way you can make your deposit. That way you can take your cash out. That way it doesn't inconvenience you to stand in this line, nor does it inconvenience us by uh, making it way too busy for us to handle over here. But then at the same time, you basically gave them a window to do this, saying that once the sun goes down, you're not going to have access to your money. And if you want access to your money, then you can go to a store and you can go to their ATM and get it out for a fee. Yes, you can do cash back at Walmart and stuff for free. I understand that. That's not the point, though. The fact of the matter is the bank is basically saying, hey, you know those options we talk about that we literally give you on our... Um, new account kits that say we have 16,000 ATMs nationwide and we're all over the place and you can take your money out and you can use this and you can use that. Well, it doesn't really apply to you because you live in this crappy neighborhood. Now, I've talked to a couple of people you know, within the South Central Crenshaw neighborhood that say that they have to go 20 minutes out of their way. And, and, how, and how do they say it? I said, well, what kind of neighborhood is the place where you get your money out afterwards? They say it's a white neighborhood. It's a middle class neighborhood. It's like in in the hood, there's there's no way of getting my money out or dealing with Bank of America. I literally have to spend an hour round trip going out of my way to do my banking late at night. What about the people who work overnights, who work 11 p.m. to 7 a.m.? Like I mentioned, the overnight McDonald's employees or whatever. Like those people will never get a chance to bank because they're getting prepped or they're sleeping when the bank is open. So when the bank is closed is the time they get to go into work. So they can't even go before work. And then by the time they get out of work at 7 o'clock in the morning, the ATMs are still freaking closed. The ATMs are still closed and all of a sudden they can't bank and they have to go to sleep and then to worry about the next day's work. That's how you basically kill someone from banking at your bank. Is you're taking out all the ease, all the benefits of the thing that you sell to them as the way to go. ATMs are the way to go. But they're closing them down. And if Bank of America says security purposes, what the hell does it what does it matter to them? I understand someone can sue them saying, hey, it wasn't you know properly lit in this area and that's why I got robbed. Well, light up the ATMs. Make them accessible to where someone can't get cornered in there. Robberies are going to happen. Crime is a fact of life. Don't get me wrong. I've never been robbed. And I've never was in a bank that got robbed while I was employed there. So I'm, I'm, I've been lucky with that. But you can't, you can't think about the fear all the time. You have to conduct business and people have to conduct business. If, if someone gets robbed late at night at a Bank of America ATM, well, yes, although it's not, it's not an optimal situation, the fact that you kind of stop them from even attempting that kind of makes it seem like the criminals win. And you perpetuate the stereotype of, hey, don't go to this neighborhood because it's a bad neighborhood. You know, if they closed it down in the middle of Beverly Hills, California, will we be having the same discussion? Probably not. You know, because guess what? There's going to be someone who has a million dollars, who has another bank card, who probably banks at Wells Fargo or Chase or somewhere else. And they'll go take money out of the, of the ATM. And because they're a platinum customer, they'll get their ATM fees refunded. I mean, this is the way that it works. Because the people who live in this part of Los Angeles are not preferred customers, more than likely making twenty thousand or more um, deposits in the in the Bank of America accounts to avoid the fees. So it, it's it's something where 
the people who who have less money are actually going to have even less money having to go to other ATMs to get their money out at night because Bank of America says, hey, we're doing this for your protection. We don't want you to get robbed. All the while, Bank of America preaches inclusiveness and says, hey, look, guess what? We hire people of, of every walk of life and background. That's, you know, that's Caucasian speak for um, we hire black people and we hire Asian people and Spanish people and American Indians. And I mean, that's what it is. You can't say you're inclusive and then all of a sudden you basically shut out a predominantly black neighborhood, which is 74% African-American. I did the, the research on that um, at, at 7 o'clock at night because you're afraid for their safety. No, you're not afraid for their safety. You're just wanting to make a point that, hey, I don't want Bank of America bloody murder robbery in the news. So um, we're going to protect our brand and we're just going to make sure that no one can even bank here. Yes, crime is a problem, okay? I... I I'm from the Albuquerque, New Mexico area where they had a record number of homicides. They had robberies and people steal cars. Like they're one of the biggest car theft um, areas in the country. I, I know that crime is a problem, but you don't you don't solve a problem by kind of suffocating commerce. You're literally impacting these people's um, only chance to do banking. Because you, they can't go into the branch during normal hours and you sold them on the fact that, hey, the ATM is the way to go. It solves all your problems. That and Erica and the app solve all your problems where you don't need us anymore. Now, I really do believe that Bank of America, for security reasons, is going to close down more and more ATMs nationwide uh, at night. I don't foresee Bank of America... Um, just doing this to South Central Crenshaw and the location I'll talk about in just a second. I, I really do believe that in places that they don't want to be at, there's going to be all of a sudden a decided need to, hey, we want to protect our, ourselves and our customers by closing these ATMs for the protection of our customers that we value so much. No, ATMs are being overused because banks are pushing customers out to the ATM. The ATMs break down. They run out of money, especially during the 1st, 3rd, 5th, 15th of the month. And sometimes those days fall on days where the armored car people aren't going to come to stuff the ATMs again. When they run out of money, they're out of service. So basically, how do you cut costs? Well, you, you close the ATMs down. You eliminate the ATMs for a lot of people who um, can't go to the bank except at night. Meaning that they're going to say, screw you guys, I'm going to a bank that cares about me. That way those, quote, poor people can leave. And then secondarily, the people who are middle class or rich, um, yeah, maybe they're not as impacted by the late night ATM things as someone who lives in a working class neighborhood would. But they'll only get their money out every once in a while during the day. And they space it out. There's less and less customers, which I've said, Bank of America wants less customers, not more. Which means that Bank of America doesn't have to pay the armor car people to stuff the ATMs um, that much more often. So instead of once a week, it's going to be once every two weeks now or something. So there's going to be less cost for Bank of America to actually um, pay these people to, to put cash in there. And to pull the deposits out and to pull the cash deposits out. So that's less that's less money that Bank of America has to spend for that. And then with the less customers, because you alienated all the all the poor African American people who can't actually bank during normal hours, then guess what? You need less tellers inside. You go now, oh well, traffic has gone down twenty-five percent. So you know what? We only need one teller throughout the day. We only need one teller throughout the day. So um once someone leaves Bank of America, we won't rehire that position. We only need the one teller. And that's the way that it's going to be because people are changing the way that they bank. Oh, yeah. People are using Erica. They're using the app. They're using the ATM. We are focused on showing people alternative ways of depositing. <laughs> yeah, alternative ways of depositing except for the 12 hours a day that it's actually open. So my thing is... They're suffocating a huge chunk of people away from their bank by doing this. You know, the war against the poor and the middle class, and I hate using I hate using the phrase war, but they don't like them. Bank of America does not like these people. So they're going to find ways to kind of eliminate them. And what I mean by with ATMs closing down and saying it's for security purposes, 22 people got murdered at Walmart. Did you ever feel secure at Walmart? 
I did. I, <laughs> I never thought about dying inside of Walmart yet. 30 miles away from me, 22 people died. Yes, Walmart has security now and the locations around me. You know, that makes me feel a lot better. But the, what I'm trying to say is it's all random. They're not just going to scope out Bank of America. There's other banks in that neighborhood in Crenshaw, okay? So they're, you know, what you're basically saying is, hey, we're just going to send you to another bank to get robbed, is what they're saying. They're, they're, they're not saying, hey, for your protection, we're not going to let you use our ATMs past 6 o'clock at night for security purposes. Does that mean that that customer is not going to find a way to go get their money? No, you're still putting them at risk. You're still putting them at risk. Because, you know what, the robber's going to go, hey, why the hell are we camped out at Bank of America? They closed their ATMs at 7. Hey, let's go to Wells Fargo. I know they're 24-7 ATMs. Let's go rob them over there. How are you protecting the customers when you're sending them off any way to get robbed? If, if that, in fact, is the case. I, I don't like stereotypes, okay? I, I really don't. It, it really bothers me. Would I walk down a busy city street late at night in an, in an area that I know is, you know, that has gangs? No, I don't do that over here either because I have a vehicle and I wouldn't put myself in a situation where I could get robbed or I could get killed. I, I, I really do understand that these are the facts of life and this is the way of life in a lot of big cities. That doesn't necessarily mean that, hey, all the stores should be closed because all of a sudden it's Juarez, Mexico over here or it's, you know, Colombia back in the day when the cocaine boom was happening in the 80s. No, it's violent, but at the same time, you can't be afraid of these things. And Bank of America is not is not afraid for their customers. They're finding any which way that they can to eliminate the customers that that are a nuisance to them. And I really believe this, guys. That that don't have a lot of money, that are high maintenance, yet they don't have a lot of money or a lot of value. You know, I'm not I'm not going to be one to speak for Crenshaw LA and say, hey, you know, it's up and coming. It very well could be. But the fact of the matter is what I've known about Crenshaw LA was the fact that, hey, the, the inner cities are rough and the rappers that I listened to growing up told me so. So if they're if they're from there and they're saying that, well, I'm making that assumption as well. And the fact that there hasn't been any reports of violence at that particular ATM, as far as I can tell, and I did research up the wazoo for that, then that basically tells me that, guess what? They're doing it on purpose. They're doing it to cut costs. They're doing it to get rid of those customers that bring them no value. Now, someone who works as an overnight stalker at Walmart from you know 10 o'clock at night till 6 o'clock in the morning... Does that person make $100,000 a year and are they going to have some rock solid retirement and a need to buy a house and buy a brand new car? No. So the Bank of America, they are low hanging fruit as my manager used to say. They're, they're people that you can get accounts for but they're really no value. It's nothing nothing really that tasty you know, from these people. So you, know, you show them the ATM and then all of a sudden they go, hey, why is the ATM closed? Well, sir, for your security, we're going to make it to where um, we close the ATMs at 7, but they're conveniently opened at um, 7 a.m. the next day. The ATM will list other locations where you can make your deposit should you need to bank. Yeah, in the white neighborhoods. And and here's the thing. Are, are criminals blind? They're going to go say, hey, we're going to go rob someone at that Bank of America on 29th and Crenshaw. And then they go to the ATM and it says, "For unfortunately, this ATM is unavailable. Here are the following options. It's going to be on Wilshire Boulevard and whatever. I don't know any LA streets. Wilshire Boulevard. Hey, let's go rob someone at Wilshire Boulevard's ATM because that Bank of America ATM is working. How the hell is that protecting them? How is that protecting them? That's a lie. It is a lie. You're a liar. And there's no other way I could say a Bank of America. I have, I have five people who have complained to me in the last month about, hey, these ATMs are closed and I can't do my banking. And all they talk about, all they bitch about is, hey, don't go in line. Go to the ATM and use the app. Well, I can't, I can't deposit cash on the app. I have to go to an ATM. So now I have this cash, which means I can't put it in my account, which means I can't pay my bills. So F you guys, I'm going to another bank. That's what they want. That's what they want. I get so riled up with this. And I've talked 30 minutes about one particular city. I'm going to take a brief promotional consideration. I'm going to talk about the news story that I heard on Monday that's kind of filled this fire for me. Because I, I am pissed off, guys. I, I This is just ridiculous and this is stupid. And I can't believe that I have to talk about this with Bank of America. And I'm really thankful. I don't know who owns the company. 
um, that KMOV Channel 4 in St. Louis, um, the, the, the news station that aired the story. I don't know who owns the company, but thank you to them for airing the story and allowing it to clear. Because that is a potential sponsor that they'll lose if they piss them off enough. So um, after this brief promotional consideration, I'll talk about that story. And I'll talk about how the news story kind of enhanced my perceptions that I was correct. So please stick around. All right, we're back. And I, I just get so frustrated when I talk about this topic that, you know, I'm, I'm not African-American. I don't live in uh, Crenshaw Alley, nor do I live in this town, uh, North St. Louis in Missouri, North City, as um, the people um, call it. But I understand from Bank, Bank of America's perspective what exactly that they're trying to do. And and the interesting thing was the the reporter of this story who you know who talked about it, who talked about this complaint that that their viewers had saying, hey, Bank of America is shutting down its ATMs. What's going on? Well, you know he actually he discusses it in in, in detail or at least the detail that he thinks that he knows and what Bank of America gives him. But what's funny was the 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 shots that he had, the interviews that he had with the customers. Um, it, it 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 really the the visuals of it really bugged me, and I'll and I'll get to that in a second. Um, with deference to the fact that this is not my material, KMOV, and this is this is newsworthy here, so I I feel the need to um, discuss it and air the audio of it. But KMOV actually um, did a couple of minute news story on this, and I wanna I wanna play it in its entirety for you, uh, because I'm gonna break down exactly what was being said and what exactly the visuals were in the background as they were talking about it. And and if I get a letter from KMOV saying, stop using our, our material, well, then I'll gladly edit it out, and I'll paint a picture with my words, and then I'll link you to KMOV's website or their Twitter or something and discuss exactly what I see. But I wanted you to listen to it because, you know what, my voice can get annoying, especially when I'm upset at times. It's a two-minute um, two piece here, so give me one second while I cue it up. but can't bank out of a story you'll see only on news 4 imagine not having access to your money when you really need it the most that's the case for some who simply want to take cash out at the atm but can't bank of america is now shutting down some atm locations in north city at 6 p.m news force justin andrews is live uncovering the reason for this unavailability Samantha, this is the ATM you have to come to a good four to seven miles away. Some describe this as an inconvenience because they want access to their money 24-7. Tonight, Bank of America admits this has been in place for years and points its fingers at safety concerns. Okay, so as they mentioned, it closes at 6 o'clock. And funny enough that this news story was actually at 6 o'clock whenever they did it. So um, the ATMs were closed in the locations that they're talking about in this news story. Um, right behind the the reporter whose name I can't um, find at the moment, he's he's has an ATM behind him and it says cash and deposits. It's one of the new Bank of America designed ATM terminals. It's huge. You can't you can't miss how big these things are. And it's an open ATM, so that tells me that he's in a quote better part of town. So let me go ahead and continue playing this. If you ask Matthew Sneed, he'd call himself a regular ATM user. He comes a couple times a week and wants his money when he wants it. I couldn't do it here, so I had to go to a gas station down the road. It uh -huh. charges money to withdraw money. Goodness. And then the bank itself uh, charges money. Exactly what I said. So he goes to the gas station to do it. I know most gas stations charge 3 or $4 just as a service fee to take money out. A convenience store is that. A convenience means we're going to make it easier for you to do it, but we're going to pay a higher price. The convenience store right down the road from me charges $7 for a jar of peanut butter, for God's sakes. I can get a jar of peanut butter for a dollar if I needed to. So the ATM fee, you know, if it costs him a few dollars, well, Bank of America has an out-of-network fee, which is $2.50, if I'm not mistaken. So he pays $2.50 on top 
of whatever the service fee is. And it could be anything that they want. Hey, strip clubs charge fifteen dollars to get money out of the ATM. Casinos ten. I you know, they can charge whatever they want because they own the ATM. It's not a bank ATM. So this person is already kind of matter of fact saying, Hey, it costs me money because I can't use my bank to take my own money out. So here it goes again. So he was out of five extra bucks because this Bank of America ATM on Goodfellow and Howell shuts down at 6 p.m. Um, what Once he said that right there in the background of the ATM, um, looks to be housing projects. I grew up with families who lived in uh, public housing, Section 8 housing, apartments and everything, and they all look monotone. They all look drab. Uh, behind that ATM are housing projects, and that pretty much tells you all you need to know about the area that they're in. Not saying that that's bad. Some people are just, you know, they have a good run of bad luck, and they're stuck in a place like that. So right in front of them is the ATMs, and I mean that it pretty much proves my point for me. But guess what? There's another minute or so in this story, so let me hit play again. No deposits, no withdrawals. We're not rich. It really affects us. And because it takes food off the table, and, and it makes a difference. We heard from Antoine Edwards about a month ago. He was pistol-whipped at one of these ATMs. He hit me right there with the, with the barrel of the gun. News. So, if you heard correctly, at the beginning of this news story, Bank of America said that this has been a practice that has been going on for years, that they closed down the ATMs at 6 p.m. They closed them down at 6 p.m. They said that, and they, they said that at the top of the news story right there. So whenever they interviewed um, this Antoine Edwards, who's an older African-American gentleman, looks to be about 50 years old or so, you know, he's talking about getting pistol whipped at the ATM. That's unfortunate. My thoughts go to him. It's it's sad to, to see someone get attacked like that because thankfully I've never had to deal with that situation while working at a bank. But here's the fact of the matter, guys. If ATMs close down at 6 o'clock for security purposes, and this Antoine Edwards was actually at the ATM prior to 6 o'clock, where was the security for Bank of America? Isn't the onus on Bank of America at that point to provide security for this gentleman? If they're closing it down late at night saying for security purposes, we don't want you to get hurt, so we're closing down the ATMs. Well, if this is, if this is a fact, how did he get pistol whipped then? I'm not blaming Antoine. I'm not blaming this gentleman who got pistol whipped. But I'm just saying, I'm saying something here. If Bank of America is saying it's for security purposes, this gentleman still got pistol whipped. Does that mean they're going to close the ATM in the daytime too? Because he obviously could only be there in the daytime, right? Because that's the only time that the ATM is working. And the ATM that he um, got pistol whipped at, and I guess that was the ATM that he was at, being interviewed at, was in front of a motor bank, a bank that has three or four lanes. I don't know if it's open or closed or not. I don't know if it's the same location as the one that they focus on later in the news story here. But um, the motor bank is not safe. The motor bank has a lot of traffic. It has a lot of cars. It's built in a way to where this can happen. So the fact that it happened during the day basically says that Bank of America is kind of blaming security. And then they're doing um, something that makes no sense, which is closing it at night. Which is obviously when he didn't get attacked. He got attacked during the day. Otherwise, the ATMs would have been closed and he wouldn't have been there. So, whatever. So, now let me continue playing. For confirmed, this isn't the only one. Bank of America confirms another location on South Florissant and St. Louis Avenue shuts down early, too. A Bank of America spokesperson tells News 4, quote, I learned that for safety reasons in certain limited locations, the ATMs are unavailable during nighttime hours. <laughs> I like how the uh, the B of A public relations person, and it's Diane Wagner, one of the three idiots that I know that works for Bank of America Public Relations. The other one's Colleen Haggerty, and the other one, her name, um, his name is Andy Aldridge. All three of them are public relations for Bank of America, and they are they are idiots. I learned that for safety reasons, in certain limited locations, the ATMs are unavailable, and you know, like someone says, hey. Bank of America's ATMs are closed at 6. <gasps> the devil, you say. I, I, You know what? I heard through the grapevine that it's for safety reasons. I learned myself, too. It, it almost sounds like they're passing the buck. They're saying, well, we just learned that this happens, too. It's not someone turning off the switch. It's Bank of America doing it. Bank of America is saying, hey, you know what? We're turning this off at 6 o'clock. She can't say, I learned. Yeah, maybe she didn't know directly, but she asked someone, and then her boss said it, and she goes, I just learned. Don't don't pass yourself off as the idiot who didn't know anything. You don't just learn. You knew. 
because apparently this has been going on for years in certain limited locations. Yeah, the black areas. I, I said it. In certain limited locations. Give me a list of the limited locations. I, I challenge Bank of America. If you, if you have the balls, Bank of America, if you listen to this podcast, I know you do because uh, there's certain things that I see in your actions that tell me that you do. Give me a list of all the, all the places that close down early. And I will cross-match them with demographics, and I will guarantee you that all of them are more than 50% minority. Are more than 50% minority. And and here's just an aside for people who um, maybe don't care about the the war on discrimination and race relations and all that. And I understand that. And, and although I don't agree with you, I sympathize for your beliefs because you're an American and you have beliefs, although I do not agree with them. Okay, so there's people of a certain persuasion who just say, hey, you know, this is stupid. I don't care about this kind of stuff. You should care because they're going to impact lower income neighborhoods and white neighborhoods too. Why the hell do you think Bank of America is not in Alabama and Mississippi and all these places down south? You know, there's 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 white people there too. And they, they don't have access to banks because it's a poor state. Okay, so the this impacts everyone. So the fact that I'm focusing on... These areas that are predominantly um, African-American. Don't don't say this doesn't apply to me. It will apply to you if you have a lot of uh, lower to middle class people in your neighborhood. Period. End of story. So please don't give me that. I know I have a lot of followers who think a certain way the other way as well. And I sympathize with your um, lack of caring, I guess. But you should care. You should care. Period. End of story. We're told the screen directs people to the Central West End location off Lindell near Kings Highway. So, you know, they mention there, it says, well, it mentions on the ATM that there's other locations when that one's unavailable. That doesn't serve the point. I just said in the Crenshaw thing right there, guess what? That's just basically telling the robbers, hey, we can't rob anyone here. Let's just go rob someone three miles down the road. How does that not perpetuate a problem with crime three miles down the road whenever that ATM is open? You know, criminals aren't stupid. Criminals are not illiterate. They can read that and say, hey, let's go over there and rob someone. If they, Honestly, if criminals know that Bank of America makes their customers deposit cash and checks at the ATM, why the hell wouldn't you rob a Bank of America ATM? If I knew I, I, what I know, and if I was a criminal, I'd be scoping out Bank of America ATMs because I know that the bank is going to be uh, proactively pushing people outside of the ATM to make deposits for their convenience. So giving them a list of other locations, I don't know these other neighborhoods, if they're uh, predominantly white or black neighborhoods or whatever, but the fact that they give uh, directions to them and give you um, addresses and whatnot doesn't solve the problem. That just means that guess what? Crime can happen over there too. If, if crime is what you're all about, safety is what you're all about, then why are you giving directions to the other ones? I, I'm just saying. So we got about 40 seconds left in this. Let me see if I'm going to have to stop it again. I think I'm going to have to because there's an important point that I want to make. Some people say many don't have transportation to get there. And I have a car. I'm blessed to have transportation. When you translate, gas is still 250 gallon. It's inconvenient. We check. So you you interview that that person, obviously, you know, African-American gentleman, younger man, about 25 or so. And he says, hey, you don't have transportation. People take the city bus. You know, you're not going to say, hey, hey, bus, can you stop at um, this Bank of America outside of your route because I need to make a deposit? No, people, the whole point of ATMs is convenience, you know what I mean? So whenever you're taking the convenience out of it, they don't have a way of getting to that place and they don't want to walk. So all of a sudden you're basically saying, well, then you're SOL, then you can't bank with us because we're just making it that hard. So right after they interviewed that gentleman whose name is David Green, they show um, a wide angle of those housing projects and they're like brick housing projects. You know, it's like they're really nice older buildings, but it looks to be the hood, to, to use a, a term I don't like using. Um, there's an ATM, the ATM that they mentioned that closes down, and then right behind it is a motor bank, and it has this see, one, two, three, four, five, um, six spots. There's six spots, and there's a second ATM um, that's right there in that. The ATM, I mean, the motor bank looks to be closed down. And the reason for that, and I got I to gotta hit play for just two seconds here. There's a sign in the middle of the window. that I, It's a sign that I've seen at places where they've shut down their drive-thrus or their motor banks. Because drive-thrus and motor banks don't um, produce sales. You can't open an account at a drive-thru motor bank. And it's basically said, 
come join us inside our lobby or come uh, we've replaced our drive through service with with ATM service it literally the sign will say that they they make it sound like it's a it's an amazing thing I sold closing down the drive throughs as a positive for Bank of America this is how I sold whenever they closed our drive through down Mr. Customer, Bank of America has been so successful with showing people how to use the ATMs and using mobile deposits that we decided we no longer need this drive-thru. Yes, there are a few customers who do use the drive-thru, but we have discussed with them alternative ways of banking such as the ATM, such as mobile banking, and it's really cool. It's really cool to see the future come to fruition. Little did I know that I was hyping up my own firing several years later, but there's a freaking sign in the back of that drive-thru window that says... Uh, we've replaced drive-through service with ATMs, or we replaced it with um, walking in the lobby. I, I know that it's there because I've seen that sign every single time. Especially, I go to Arizona. And I'm going to go to Arizona in a couple of weeks, and I've seen that sign where they close the drive-throughs. So the the fact that KMOV and they they don't know they don't work for Bank of America. They have this shot here that shows the two ATMs at this place, and they show. Um, and I know that this, by the way, I know that this motor bank is closed because it doesn't have the tubes, the tubes to send your deposit. The tubes are gone, and it has the 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 bays where the drivers can go in and drive through, but it doesn't have the tube system. So there's no way of someone sending their deposit in, which tells me that this place closed down. Hey, I just found something on the fly while talking to you about this. I will link to the video in the show notes. It really is important for you to look at this and listen to this podcast. Um, because it really just bugs the crap out of me, guys. Uh, we got about 30 seconds left. Let me play some more. St. Louis police to see if these two ATM locations are infamous for crime or robberies. And the city tells me in a time span of one year, they've had one robbery. They've had one robbery in one year. So does a bank decide to alienate thousands of customers, thousands of customers over one robbery? If that was uh, Antoine's robbery, I don't mean to make light of this, but if one person trips on a sidewalk because it's cracking, does that mean that we ban walking on sidewalks? No, it doesn't. It just means that, you know what, we fix the problem and we figure out a way to do that. You know how Bank of America should do that? It talks with the police department and says, hey, you know what, we had a robbery here, you know, when it starts to get dark about 5 o'clock, Maybe you can increase patrols here to make sure that something like that doesn't happen. You 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 talk to your community. Bank of America doesn't talk to cops. I've had cops go in and say, hey, we had a wreck right here by the corner of your bank. We're wondering if you could pull surveillance footage because it looks like that this person tried to get away. And then Bank of America, oh, I'm sorry, you can't view our um, surveillance footage without a subpoena. You need to talk to our corporate and you need to um, get them to release the footage. And even then you got to do this and that. The cops just say, screw you guys. Screw you guys, we're not going to do it. It's just a waste of time. So, like, literally, the fact of the matter is that that's there, and the fact that there was only one robbery in that location in the last year. One out of 10, 15,000 transactions that probably happened on there. I like my chances. I, I know it sounds crazy, but if someone told me that I have a 1 in 15,000 chance of dying today... I don't see that as like, oh my god, those odds are really low. It should be one in a million. I'm like, one in 15,000, <laughs> I like my chances. There's a 14,999 out of 15,000 chance that I'm going to live. I, I, I mean, one robbery. So I don't know if the reporter's just trying to get at, hey, there's only one robbery here, so what the hell's going on? Or they're trying to justify, because the, the title of the news story is Bank of America shutting down some ATMs early in North City for safety reasons. Or if they're trying to justify their point saying, hey, it's a war zone out there. And we all knew, know that news corporations sensationalize crime. Uh, there's a local um, news channel here in El Paso that has a podcast, a true crime podcast about unsolved murders and stuff. I'm like... Why are you monopolizing and monetizing the fact that the news that you covered for the public, for the public's consumption, for the safety of your customers, all of a sudden sensationalizing murder and with sponsors at that? It just was weird to me. So I don't know what their angle was with this, but the fact of the matter is they only had one robbery in that location in the last year. I like my chances. And you know what, if, if they if they closed it down for years and it happened before 6 o'clock, then it's on Bank of America to provide security. And they have a security contract with G4S, this big security department, and they're all over the country. Um, the people that I talked to here in Las Cruces, 
the security guards, really nice people. They're really great people. So, oh boy. So if it, if it happened on their watch, on their time during the business day, that's a Bank of America problem. So you don't solve it by closing down the ATMs late at night whenever you're not protecting them in the day to begin with. All right, let's wrap it up. It was just last month. They want our money. They want our consumerism. But they want to make it hard for us. Now, Bank of America says this early shutdown happens across the country at different branch locations across the country. Meanwhile, I reached out to other area banks to see if they've heard of this, if they have this in place, and I haven't yet heard back. So that's the end of it. He says he haven't heard back from other banks. I, I mean, some of them probably do, and I would call them out if they're big banks on that as well. Uh, but, of course, the, the interview with the gentleman, David Green, in the background said it all. He said, hey, they want our money. They want us to be consumers, but they make it hard for us. And that's the fact. I think he's starting to get the idea that that Bank of America is making it inconvenient for him. But the only thing that I think that he's not seeing is they're saying, well, hey, well, they want us to do this. They want our business, but they're making it hard. That's the point. The point is to keep your money there. The point is the bank wants you to keep as much in your account because you're not valuable to them if you're a paycheck-to-paycheck -paycheck person. If you get a $500 direct deposit every week and then you take $499 of it out to pay your bills, having that dollar in your bank account with the maintenance of... I know I hate maintenance fees and stuff like that, but to, to pay for the teller to give you that money, to pay for that teller's health insurance, to pay for the electricity in the building to pay for all the signage, to pay to have people clean the sidewalks and clean the toilets to make that bank sparkling new, is not worth the dollar in your account. So I think he has the right idea saying, what the hell is Bank of America doing here? But he doesn't understand that this is all a ploy to get people in those places that they deem not worthy of Bank of America um, to go away. Now, I don't know if the new Bank of America locations, let's say, for instance, the advanced centers. And by the way, that's another thing, too. They have advanced centers to where ATMs are the only way to do business and there's no employees. It's just this digital virtual thing. How the hell are you not going to get robbed in those places, too? Seriously, and those places are in predominantly, you know, white neighborhoods, rich neighborhoods. So I don't understand... If someone gets robbed there, are they going to close it down during the day? Like, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to that. Because Bank of America is creating these centers where there's not a human being in there, and it's all, hey, take your money out of the ATM, speak to a virtual associate. But there could be robbers there. So how are you going to fix that? How are you going to fix that? So here's the fact of the matter, and I've already talked too long for this. I want to make sure this podcast is easy to consume. There's a news story about this same Bank of America's kind of hold, you know, holding people's money against their will because they closed down ATMs at a certain hour. That's not the crime in and of itself, okay? The the fact is, guess what? Yeah, bad stuff happens, and I hate it, okay? St. Louis, one of the more violent cities in the country, from what I'm told. Everything I know from St. Louis is from St. Louis rappers in the early 2000s. So I know that North City is a predominantly African-American neighborhood as well, so I'm familiar with that. Um, it's not the fact that they close them down. It's the fact that Bank of America says, hey, for your convenience, go to our ATMs to do your banking because we, we don't want you to come in and have to stand in line. They're pushing you out the door to a place where, one, you're either supposedly going to get robbed, according to them, or two, don't have access to your money or have access to their services because they close at a certain hour. I mean, I was always thought I was always told that ATMs were twenty four seven. That's the whole point of it. They don't call in sick and so on and so forth. Well, I've learned, you know, servicing these ATMs for Bank of America that it's not the case. These things break down. They cost a lot of money. They probably cost more money in the long run than a part time teller does per year. I mean, that it's it's a convenience part the Bank of America gives to you, the customer. But whenever they say, hey, well, hey, we don't want you to go in to a bank. They push you out to the ATM and mobile, which gives the managers bonuses because of deposit migration, customer migration out of the bank. Check in Bank of America. You give money to managers for getting people out of the bank. And then you get them out of the bank only to show them that, hey, they can't access their money at night. 7 o'clock at night when in St. Louis, the St. Louis Blues hockey team is playing. St. Louis Cardinals baseball team um, is playing at 7 o'clock at night where um, market president Katie Fisher, one of the idiots that I talk about in my book, um, is rooting on her Cardinals. Rooting on her Cardinals in a place and down the road 
someone can't access Bank of America's money and she's rooting on the home team where there's 50,000 people at this stadium rooting on their home team in a place that, guess what, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of fans who want to get money out and they don't have a way of getting it out. And you use your debit card and Bank of America makes a profit off of your debit card or credit card usage. They find other ways of doing it. And the people who don't have the means to go into baseball games all of a sudden are left. Um, uh, we're gonna have to. I can't. I can't pay the rent today. I'm gonna have to wait till tomorrow because my bank turns off its ATMs. Yeah, try explaining that to your landlord. How ridiculous is that? It makes no sense, guys. I I can talk until I'm blue in the face about this, and I've talked um, about this for an hour now. Fact of the matter is, I really do believe Bank of America is racist. There's no other way to put it. I can, you know, sue me for defamation, if you will. The proof is in the pudding. The fact that I have customers talking about in Crenshaw that they close down their locations in the daytime, in the middle of a busy intersection. Is there robberies and a crime there? Yeah, absolutely. Probably there is. That doesn't mean you, you cut off the nose to spite your face. You you reinforce that with security. Hire a freaking security guard. $10 an hour. What the hell does it matter? Like... You got to give yourself a chance, you know, Bank of America. You got to give the neighborhood a chance. You doing this basically says that, hey, you know, um, it's not worth saving because these customers don't have any money and we don't want them to die in the middle of our bank. And people drive by the bank and say, hey, that's where that double murder happened right in front of Bank of America because it got robbed at the ATM. No, that's stupid. You can't live in fear itself, okay? You you have to deal with it as it comes along. Crime does happen, but that doesn't mean you stop people and you suffocate them from their money because you're basically saying, "Hey, we don't want you here because um, we don't we don't want you to have access to your money because it's a security risk." And then in St. Louis, all of a sudden, people are starting to get the gist of it, saying, "Hey, you know what? Six o'clock, the ATMs go down. What am I going to do for the rest of the day?" Yes, one person unfortunately got pistol whipped, but is that one person dictating how a whole city has to do banking now? No. No, it's, it shouldn't. And the fact that Bank of America has been doing it for years wouldn't have saved um, Antoine from getting pistol whipped. He would have got pistol whipped anyway because they've been doing it for years. So the, to the public relations idiots that probably will listen to this podcast, first of all, screw you. And I'm flipping off my microphone right now because you guys are stupid. You guys are idiots. Second of all, shame on you. The fact that you lie for Bank of America about this um, racism is, is ridiculous. And, you know, there's other elements of this. You know, I've, of course, heard stories about poll taxes and, you know, you know, suppressing the vote in minority communities and stuff. Like, I don't have time for all that, guys. I'm about banking. I know that there's bigger fish to fry when it comes to stuff like this. And I know that there's people who fight for stuff like this. I, I want to believe and care about these things. But I know banking. And I know when a bank is lying. And I know when a bank is basically saying, you know what, we don't want you as a customer. I've experienced that. I lost my bank. I lost my job because of it. And now these customers, I don't know how many people St. Louis has, but Los Angeles has millions of people. Millions of people are feeling the brunt of a bank saying, hey, you know what? Um, you're black and you're poor and we don't want you. So whether it's Bank of America saying that, hey, for security purposes, we're going to keep you from your money because we don't want to put that money in your pocket so a bad guy can take it away from you. Whether it's a bank lying that, hey, they just found out about it. You know, we just learned that this this happens in some locations. When the news story says they've been doing it for years. Whenever you push for accounts and then all of a sudden say, well, hey, um, go out to the ATM to do anything. Because the ATM is basically a means of getting people who can't do anything for you sales-wise to get the hell out of your line. My friends, all those are reasons why your bank sucks. And for over an hour, I've talked about this, and it continues to suck even more. My name is James Baca. I'm going to wrap it up right after this, so please stick around. All right, guys, we're back. Ooh, I am I am tired. <laughs> this is some serious stuff right here, and I wanted to swear right there, and I won't because I want it to be family-friendly. I want you to share this with younger people. I want you to share this with whoever and um honestly discuss it with them because there is a company a bank that is racist right now that's basically saying hey if you're in a black neighborhood we're not going to let you get your money out past dark because in black neighborhoods black people get robbed or black people commit crimes is what they're saying it cringes i cringe saying that as a person of color myself as a hispanic man i i don't like talking about these things because i think we're beyond them but in reality we're not 
there are there are people who think this way still and it's a way of suffocating customers away from a bank period end of story there's no other way around it and I, I feel so bad that I have to spend an hour talking about this but I'm passionate about it enough to talk about it for an hour and this will be in the book guys um, the fact that there's a new story about this kind of um, re-inspired me to finish this book and to be done with it because it needs to be out in hard copy because this new story will go away over time because there's a million more things in the world going on out there that are going to supplant this but this one um, access to the money you work hard for is important and Bank of America is taking that right away from you guys. So um, patreon.com slash notoriousbanker. If you like what I do, donate a dollar, two, five, ten, fifty, a hundred, a thousand. I want you to um, support this project because we're doing good work. We have a lot of followers. We have a lot of money that we are rescuing from big banks. And we're giving a lot of straightforward advice that those banks won't give. Uh, check out the book coming soon. Listen to my other podcast, the Notorious Better Banking Guy podcast. We'll have one about theft in a couple of days, so stick around for that. And um, subscribe, leave a five-star review, please, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Thank you so much for listening. I am tired of talking, and I'm tired of talking about a really depressing subject. Um, so I'll get back with you in a few days with that um, big announcement that I heard through the grapevine at Bank of America, and it's not looking good for people who have to deal with paper checks. So stay tuned for that. Um, it's going to be a bummer, trust me. But until then, I'll see you then. My name is James Bach, and I just told you why your bank sucks. Talk to you soon. Have a good night, everyone.